Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Mental Health Today show. My name is John Cordray, and I'm a national certified therapist, and you're listening to episode 83. Wow. Can't believe I was just reflecting on how long I've been doing this, and it has just been a, uh, a very, very awesome experience to be a part of. And today, I, I want to talk about a topic that I believe a lot of people need some encouragement, and that is we're, we're going to be talking about where do panic, panic attacks come from and how do you stop them? Is it possible to stop a panic attack? And so I want to be talking about uh, some of these things that you can do on your own the next time that you or maybe somebody that you know has a panic attack. Coming up on the Mental Health Today show. And welcome again to the Mental Health Today show. And I really, really appreciate you being here. Uh, I, I, I know that there's people watching right now on uh, Facebook Live. Thank you for the hearts. I appreciate that. Uh, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, an advantage of that is you can ask me specific questions during the live broadcast. Uh, so that's really, really cool. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can hop on over to the Facebook page. All you got to do is type in the Mental Health Today show. Uh, in Facebook, and boom, there I am. So make sure you, you like the page so you get the, any notifications and updates. And if you're watching this on Facebook Live, and sometimes it's just easier to listen to it, then hop on over to your favorite podcast app, and then guess what? Type in the Mental Health Today show. Uh, so if, if all else fails and you're confused, just go to thementalhealthtodayshow.com. <laughs> I think I made it easy. So if you want to go to one place and find out where all the things I'm at, uh, you can go to the mentalhealthtodayshow.com and uh, hopefully you'll find some helpful resources there as well. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about where panic attacks come from and, and how do you stop them? And this is a common question that I get a lot in my private practice. Uh, I specialize in anxiety and depression, and if you've been listening to the show for any length of time, you'll realize I talk a lot about it. Uh, I talk about a lot of other different mental health in, uh, topics as well, um, but this is an area where I see a lot of clients in, and, and so I want to help you. I want this to be a help to you, and I hope this is an encouragement to you as well. So. 
a panic attack. What is a panic attack? Uh, let's let's talk about that for a moment because I remember, I remember years and years ago, uh, I had a panic attack. It was it was something I didn't know that's what it was. Uh, this was before I became a therapist and before I had a practice. And I all I remember is waking up in the morning, and my heartbeat was a little bit weird. It 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 it, it was like a uh, kind of palpitations a little bit. And it kind of concerned me, and then I said something to my wife, and and my wife said, hey, don't mess with it. If it's your heart, you need to go get it checked out. Uh, So I reluctantly went to the hospital. Uh, Didn't really go to the ER. I don't think I went to the ER. I think it just went in. Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, I said, hey, uh, I woke up this morning, and my heart is kind of beating weird. Uh, What do I do? And, of course, I had to wait and wait and wait and wait, and then finally get in, and they put all these, they all these different wires on me and they wanted to monitor my heart rate to see if there really was something having to do with my heart. And so by the time I got done from start to finish, it was hours. And the doctor said, Hey, good news. Your heart's fine. But I was there and he said, well, it really seems like because all your physical problems and symptoms check out, you're okay there. So the only other explanation that it could be is you had a panic attack. And I'm just kind of scratching my head. What panic attack? Well, what is that? And so the doctor was just telling me, you know, or asking me, he's asking several questions. Have you had any um, transition periods or stressful moments uh, lately in your life? And, and, of course, yeah, immediately I said, well, yeah, I just moved from Indiana to St. Louis yesterday. <laughs> So that's a pretty big transition moving, picking up your young family and moving across state and moving a different house. Uh, Of course, because I was tired, I was drinking a lot of Mountain Dew and the the caffeine and the stress. The doctor said that is a recipe for a panic attack. Now, I haven't had one since, uh, but it was a really interesting experience for me to be able to go through that now, as a therapist, I can look back on that and I can say, I can, I can realize how scary it could be for somebody who might be thinking they're having a heart attack. In fact, that is something that I have heard often that people will come to see me and, and they would say something similar to my story. They rushed to the hospital thinking that they were having a heart attack and come to find out it was just a panic attack. And if they would have known that it was a panic attack and not a heart attack, they would have probably wouldn't have gone to the hospital because, I mean, let's face it, it's time and money. And, 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 and that's a lot. And it can interfere with your life. And, and, and so I want to share some things that I think will help you and benefit you um, when it comes to panic attacks and, and maybe you're, you're listening to this and, and maybe it doesn't really fit you where you're at. Maybe you don't have a panic attack or never had one, but chances are you have talked to somebody around you that has, it could be a family member or a neighbor or a coworker. And maybe, maybe this, what I'm going to be talking about could be helpful for them. Now I do want to mention, I do want to mention here that, uh, I don't want you the fear, the caution is that you're going to think, oh, it's always a panic attack and it, can, it can't be a heart attack. So 
I, hear, I guess what I'm saying is, if in doubt, if you really think you're, you're having a heart attack, just go to the hospital. It's worth it. It's worth your time and investment. Uh, it's better to, to go and, you, and you're wrong and, and it's a panic attack than to stay home and it's actually a heart attack. Uh, so if you're having some major symptoms of a heart attack, then by all means go. But this is, this is not treatment. This is not to diagnose you. This is just ways to help you to think about, is this a panic attack? Where does this panic attack come from? And then what can I do about it? Okay, so let's talk about where does it come from? Where does your panic attacks come from? What is a panic attack? A panic attack uh, is, is an intense emotion um, that's related to fear, Obviously, that's where the panic comes in, and oftentimes there is you don't know where the trigger is. Sometimes you can automatically tell, okay, there's a trigger. That's what happened. I had a, went through a major stressor, and then that produces the panic. Other times, you may not know, and it just hits you out of the blue. And I, I had a client uh, that was uh, had a multiple panic attacks and he would be pacing back and forth and then he would just faint and fall on the on the floor that was a panic attack and how it manifests itself is can be different for you than it is for other people but basically it's it's when your mind gets the best of you and it's intense very intense and you feel like there's impending doom that's going to happen something horrible is going to happen and you might, you're, you, some of the, the symptoms are maybe you feel dizzy. Maybe the room is starting to spin. Your heart re, uh, starts to beat faster or irregular like it did for me. You might start getting sweaty. You might get chills. But the, the common theme of a panic attack is, oh my gosh, something terrible is going to happen. And you feel like the worst thing it's going to happen. I've had other clients that would have panic attacks in their home because certain parts of their home would produce a trigger and, a, and an intense fear. So if there was a little noise in the house, then that particular place is a horrible. That, that noise that happened at certain times of the night, for instance, produced a panic attack. I've had people who are sleeping and they're woken up because it's a panic attack. Maybe they, they had a dream, and, and that dream was enough to, to produce this panic inside them. And it woke them up. It shook them up. So a panic attack is, is, is just this intense anxiety. It's more than just worry. It's intense anxiety. And it tends to rev up, right? So it tends to start. And then they get up, 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 and it hits a, a high point. And then that high point, and then it starts to come down a little bit. And typically, a, a panic attack normally lasts around 10 minutes. It could be longer. It could be shorter. And some people have panic attacks multiple times. They can, they can actually have a panic attack disorder or a panic disorder. And it just happens over and over and over and it's so draining, and it, it drains you of your emotions, and it drains you physically. 
It's like you just went through a battle. But during that time, when it starts to rev up, you feel like you're going to die. You feel like maybe someone else is going to die. You feel like something horrible is going to happen to you or to someone that you care about. And that panic just takes over. You're not thinking logically at that point. And where does it come from? Well, there's a number of reasons why you have anxiety. It could be hereditary. There might be family members that have had panic attacks or extreme anxiety, and it's just passed on to you. Hooray you, right? You, you, you're born with it. Or it could be environmental, and, and where you're living can produce, uh, if it's a, a bad living environment, it can produce a lot of anxiety, and that anxiety then can produce panic attacks. Or it could be situational. It could be that trigger I talked about. A trigger is something that uh, one of your senses, what you hear, what you see, what you smell, what you feel at times, it, it, that can trigger an automatic response system in your brain, and it just goes off. It goes haywire, and you can't think straight. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week, we talk about the curious things that people do. This show is for you when you're in the mood for unscripted, lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and just a smattering of psychology and information you can use. I promise we will make your day pass a little faster and put a smile on your face. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please follow the link in the show notes. And so often, these panic attacks do not come at a convenient time. (laughs) They don't. They come at the most inconvenient time. Sometimes people are driving and a panic attack happens. Sometimes they're in the middle of a classroom and they're taking a test and the panic attack happens. Sometimes they're at work or sometimes they're getting ready to do a presentation and the panic attack comes on. Then what do you do? Because then you get embarrassed, right? So if you're in a public and you have panic attacks, it, it, it adds a whole nother element to your emotions because now you're embarrassed embarrassed. Now you're ashamed. Now you don't want people to know. So, oh my gosh, if someone knows about my panic attacks, they're going to think I'm weak. They're going to think I'm stupid, which is not the case, by the way, 98% of the time. But it's your mind. It's your thoughts. It's, it's those distorted thinking that gets the best of you. And you feel like not only that you, you feel like your world's coming to end during that time of panic, But you also feel like if other people know, if they just knew, they wouldn't be your friend or they would avoid you or think you're weird or think you need to go to uh, some psychiatric ward. But it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do. Having a panic attack has nothing to do with who you are as a person other than the fact that it produces a lot of fear. But it doesn't make you weak. It does not mean that there's something wrong with you. So how do you cope with a panic attack? How do you st- 
stop it? Well, there's not an easy answer to that, but there are things that you can do. There are things that, that you can work on to help you calm that panic down. And I was so excited. I, 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 talked, I was talking to a client of mine recently, and he was telling me and describing uh, what was producing into or going, rising up into a panic attack while he was at work and he felt it coming on and he felt, oh my gosh, it's like, I can't do this here. This can't happen. What am I going to do? And then he remembered a lot of the things that we have talked about previous in previous sessions, different tools that he used and they worked. And it didn't develop into a, a full-blown panic attack. He was able to bring it down. And that's what I want you to work on. That's what I want to help you with. What are some things that you can do right now? You're calm now. Chances are you're calm and everything's fine. But what are you going to do if later tonight or later today or maybe tomorrow, when you least expect it, that panic comes on and it's got you? What are you going to do? Okay, so let's talk about some things that you can work on. Okay, so here's, here's one thing that I think can be very helpful for you. Uh, when you're calm, like right now, if you're wherever you're at, if when you get home or when you're at work or wherever you're at, if you can write down, so get a piece of paper, maybe get a notebook and write down a plan. And this plan is going to be a step-by-step -step plan of helping you calm down when that panic attack comes out. So literally, you go step one, I'm going to do this. Step two, I want to do this. Step three, I'm going to do this. So you have this list. So you're preparing ahead of time. So when you are, your emotions are getting the best of you during a panic attack, you can look at that paper or that notebook, wherever you wrote it down, and you can look at it, and it will help you know what to do. Because when you're, when you're in that mindset, that panic that is taking over you, you're not thinking logically. And so if you've already done the thinking for you ahead of time, all right, step one, I'm going to do this. And, and, and maybe that step one is to get a drink of water. Cold, as cold as you can get it. Get a drink of cold water. If you can get ice water, even better. Drink it. Because the coldness of it will actually send the right signals to your brain without you even having to think about it. And those signals are... This is cold, and it's all, your body is already taking over for you in a good way. If you're thinking, if your brain is saying, signaling, oh, this is cold water, then it's thinking logically. And if, if drinking water doesn't work, try splashing the cold water on your face. If you're at home, obviously a lot of these things are easier if you're home, but if you're at home, go to your freezer and get a gel pack. And if you happen to have panic attacks often and you don't have a gel pack, I would recommend that you get some gel packs, throw them into your freezer, and then the next time you are starting to have panic, go to the freezer if you're home and put the gel pack on your face or on your neck. Get two of them. Put them on your all over. Again, it's the same concept. It is... Your brain, your skin is saying this is cold, saying to the signals to your brain, oh my gosh, this is cold. So you want that to be working for you. 
because it'll bring you logic and the logic will help bring your, your emotional part of the brain down. The other thing that you might be able to do is to, um, to count. Now, I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, well, I'm panicking. I'm not going to count, but you might be able to. And, 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 and what, I'm, what I'm meaning is uh, be observant around you and count things that you see, not just one, two, th- you know, not in your head. Don't count just numbers. What I'm saying is look around you, wherever you're at, and count things. So maybe you're outside and you can count. Uh, right now it's springtime in the U.S., so you can go outside and go for a walk and maybe you're having this panic attack coming on. You can count the flowers that you see. You can count the people that you see. You can count whatever red things that you see. Then count all the green things that you see. So you're making an intentional effort to be logical and doing things to engage your logical part of your brain. Because if you can engage the logical part of your brain, the emotional part will come down. And that's what you want. When you have a panic attack, the emotions of your brain are inflating so much that you're not thinking logically. So you have to be able to try this. You have to be able to be to know ahead of time, plan ahead of time. It's going to help you. And then the last thing I want to encourage you to do to get in place now. Now all these things it's 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 being proactive, not reactive. So if you be proactive, this is going to help you. So find somebody that you trust. Maybe somebody that already knows what you're going through. They already know you have panic attacks. Or if they don't, somebody that you trust, somebody that you Feel like you can share with them and they're not going to make fun of you. So you, you go to that person. It could be your mom. It could be a spouse. It could be a, a good friend, a roommate, whoever that you can trust. And you go to that person and say, you know, I, I get panic attacks uh, quite often. And a lot of times I'm by myself. And it's, it's the worst when I'm by myself. And... I need somebody that can help bring me down when I'm in a panic attack, someone who can be support me during that time. You don't have to know everything, what to say. In fact, here's my plan that I already wrote down. You see what I did there? So you write a plan, steps, step by step by step, but you also share that plan with somebody else. Almost like you're, you call a friend, call a buddy, because you need that logical person to help bring you down. Remember, a typical panic attack is about 10 minutes long. It, it, it starts, it's, and then it gets intense, and then it comes down. There's a window there. So during that window, if you can find somebody to be your advocate, maybe just one or two people, to be your, 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 your buddy during that time. When I was younger, I was in Boy Scouts, and when we... Uh, did anything out in the in the country, and we went on hikes. We always had to have a buddy with us. It's a buddy system. Or if we went into the water to go swimming, we had to take a buddy with us. Always had to have somebody with us. It's the same concept here, because when you're down, when you're struggling, you need someone to help lift you up. 
And sometimes just having that, uh, a person on your side can be very helpful. But what do you do if that person's not there? What if they're not in the same room? What if they live across country? It's a little bit difficult, but not impossible because you can just call them. You can, you can say, hey, I'm having a panic attack right now. Uh, maybe you're, you're driving and you're starting to feel this panic come on. Pull over, pull over, park, and then call somebody and say, hey, I'm having a panic attack. I'm in my car right now. I'm parked. I'm safe, but I'm having a panic attack. I need someone to help talk me down just for a few minutes. And sometimes talking and engaging in somebody, again, there's the logic. Then your, your, your mind is being active, not reactive. And so the panic attack is going to calm down. And if you can do this enough, if you have enough pl- of, of tools, what I call, if you have enough strategies and you write them down, on a piece of paper, then you can be proactive. And then you have something that you can physically do. But when you don't have that plan and the panic attack happens, you, you feel out of control. You feel overwhelmed. And so I hope you, this is helpful for you. I hope you can put this to practice. And again, it's, this is not... This is just, these are just tips. These are just things that, that can be encouraging to you that you can work on. And it's, it's not a guaranteed, it's not a guaranteed thing. Okay. This is not treatment at all. It's just giving you tools. Jillian on uh, Facebook live. She said, mine lasts for more than 10 minutes though. Yeah, you're right. Jillian. Uh, it, it, just because the average is about 10 minutes, it could be longer. But I believe if you can put to practice some of these things that we talked about, I think it could be shorter. The more you practice them, the more you feel prepared, the more you know what to do. I believe that you'll feel it coming on, and then you'll be able to stop it, just like my client did the other day. He felt it coming on. Normally, it would have been a full-blown panic attack. But he knew some of these things ahead of time, and he put him to practice, and he, he was able to get control over it. And so my encouragement to you is to work on that. Now, if you have multiple panic attacks, it might be helpful to, to keep a journal um, on your panic attacks and uh, write them down when it starts or about how long they are, what, what are some feelings you had, physical and emotional feelings and thoughts. Uh, but if you have multiple panic attacks, there's something going on inside you that needs to be addressed. So if, if you have panic attacks often, and you're not seeing a therapist, I want to encourage you, it's time to go see a therapist. And then you can take your journal or your notebook to your therapist, and then you can develop your own plan. It's always best to have a therapist that you can talk to -to face-to-face and and come up with a plan. Uh, And and then take your notebook or take your journal, and that's going to help your therapist. I encourage clients to bring in their journal. To, to, to our sessions because that lets me know that they're being proactive and they're really wanting to work on it. And then it brings up the topic during the session that we can address. So this is really, really good. So uh, I hope this is helpful and, and that you're encouraged by this. 
Uh, just because you have panic attacks doesn't mean you're going to have them forever. I believe you you learn and educate yourself about panic attacks, and then you come up with a plan, a strategy to work on it. And then if you need to, find a therapist that's close to you, somebody who specializes in this, and then you got a plan. Then you got support, and that's what you need the most. And if you're a parent of a child and a child is having panic attacks, you will be that person to help calm them down. Uh, so I, I want you to, to, to not lose hope. I know as a parent and you have a child and a child having a panic attack, that scares you because you want to help them. Uh, but just know that you are there to bring them the logic that they need during that time. And you're going to be okay. And again, if you need to, take your child to see a therapist. Nothing wrong with that. I, I definitely agree. I definitely want to encourage you to do that. Well, my friends, thank you. I, I hope this, again, has been helpful for you. I appreciate you. And if you if you have a few moments and if you just think about it, I'm w wanting or needing some uh, backers. I need some people who might be interested in helping support this show. Uh, the more people that can support this show, the more I can do, the more I'm able to do. Uh, so if you're able to, if you go to the mentalhealthtodayshow.com, and you can read about uh, how you can support the show. Uh, I have a Patreon account, and that's how you can support it. That would be awesome if you're able to, but I know not everyone can. Uh, so I'm looking for uh, a group of, of individuals who are willing and able to help support the show so everybody can enjoy it. Um, and I want to be able to do more of this, uh, but I'm not able to until I get more backers for the show. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you share this with somebody else that you think might be benefit uh, that as well, that'd be awesome. Uh, if you're listening to this, make sure you go over to my Facebook page and like the page and, and uh, see what all I have there. Uh, and you just type in the Mental Health Today show on Facebook. And if you're on uh, Facebook Live right now watching this, you can hop on over to your favorite podcast app. And then, again, type in the Mental Health Today show, and you should be able to subscribe right there. So whether you want to watch or listen, you can do that now. And I really appreciate you being with me. Uh, and as, as always, uh, I appreciate you listening. You guys are great. I'm going to let you go, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.